Hey there, everybody. Welcome to the Bearded Bible Thinker podcast today. Uh, just real briefly, I ran across an article um, earlier in December. Uh, the article was from December 7th, and uh, the headline is this. Former Planned Parenthood president uh, says, cancel Christmas, cancel New Year's. And so the idea is this uh, gal, her name is um, Leanna Wen, uh, W-E-N. Uh, she's the former president of uh, Planned Parenthood and uh, said on CNN, uh, this is obviously uh, older because uh, Christmas and New Year's are over at this point uh, until next year, right? So, uh, but this is uh, um, kind of an important deal uh, to think about. And the reason is this. <clears throat> The, so she wants to cancel uh, Christmas and New Year for the same reason that a lot of other folks uh, want to cancel Christmas and New Year and uh, these kind of roles uh, because of COVID. Um, and so at Christmas and New Year, uh, and what they mean by that isn't, um, you know, don't celebrate. Uh, it, it. What they mean by that is um, that that we shouldn't get into gatherings for Christmas or New Year's, right? Or that we shouldn't have done that. And um, so that was the idea when this article was published. That was her message. Uh, don't uh, get together for Christmas and New Year's. It's it's not that important, right? That we should put life in jeopardy. And that's the thing that I think is the most uh, telling to me. Uh, because here we have a gal that um, is referred to um, as a medical analyst, <laughs> um, uh, Leanna Wynn, the former president of abortion conglomerate Planned Parenthood. And so first of all, um, her wanting to cancel Christmas and cancel New Year's, right? Um, not necessarily from the, so it's easier for us Christians to go cancel Christmas. You can't cancel Christmas and just jump on that bandwagon without really thinking it through. I agree. First of all, um, you can't cancel Christmas. Um, I would certainly cancel new year's before I would cancel Christmas, but that's, um, just, you know, my kind of biblical perspective and what Christmas stands for. So, um, or what we celebrate during Christmas, but, um, However, we can't assume that that is actually what she means. She's not, her intent isn't necessarily to attack uh, Christmas because Jesus is celebrated. Because frankly, Jesus isn't celebrated through a lot of the nation. It's more about Santa Claus and more about elves and more about whatever than it is about the nativity scene or the, you know, the, the birth of the, the son of the living God, right? That's not as big of a deal as... Uh, we are sent as elves, right? Yeah. Uh, so anyway, that's this isn't her specifically and intentionally attacking Christmas for the sake of stopping Jesus, right? Um, and that's an easy thing for us to fall into as believers. What this is, though, uh, is <laughs> kind of uh, a pot calling a kettle black here. Like this is something that doesn't make any sense. This is uh, this is a, a log in the eye wanting to protect uh, fellow man from the sliver in their own eye, right? <clears throat> so here's the deal. Supposedly, 
she uh, it's not hard to make this connection. You've probably already made it, and I'm I'm only like four minutes into this podcast. Uh, the idea that this woman is um, a, a medical expert or a medical analyst, uh, first of all, is kind of comical because, um, well. Uh, the oath of a medical doctor, right, is is to the whole idea is that they protect life. Um, and she's <laughs> former Planned Parenthood um, uh, president. Um, and so I have no doubt that she has medical. I, I haven't researched her. Right. I have no doubt that she has medical credentials, that she's a doctor of some sort and all the all the things. Right. Um, Maybe she is, maybe she isn't, but I'm not going to say that she she doesn't have that. Um, uh, in fact, you know what? Let me let me look it up while I'm thinking here. Um, who who she is and what her um, uh, kind of uh, deal is. But so the the thing that I wanted to um, the thing I wanted to talk about specifically with this article is that, uh, yeah, okay, so she is a, a physician, technically. So uh, she was also a professor in the School of Medicine and Health Sciences, and, uh, okay, and that was in Milken Institute School of Public Health. Uh, she was an emergency physician at Birmingham and Women's Hospital and Massachusetts General Hospital. So she's been around, right? She's She is a medical, what you would call, expert. Okay, I'll give her that. Um, but this this woman is making these statements. Um, uh, let me f- see if I can find a quote. Okay, here we go. This is a quote from her uh, in this article. Um, We're going to see increases of hospitalizations and hospitals are already on the brink when continued. So where's the reserve capacity? Where are patients going to be at uh, this point? I'm also deeply concerned. Also deeply concerned about the deaths going up. At some point, we're going to be surpassing 3,000 deaths per day, maybe even 4,000 deaths per day. Our surge right now is intensifying. It's amplifying. And I hope that people realize that hospitals are the last line of defense, she added. Um, So, uh, okay, for her, uh, doing their part. So she calls Americans to do their part. She said, word for word. Um, And then she defined do their part. She said, that means, of course, wearing a mask, keeping physical distancing, but also so, but also so critically at this point, avoiding indoor gatherings. Anyone who has not canceled their plans yet for Christmas and New Year um, should cancel their travel plans and absolutely not gather indoors with anyone who is not in their immediate family. So, um, so there, there are uh, other quotes, and the article is a little bit longer than that. But the idea is this: this gal is a medical expert. She's been a professor of medicine things. She's been an emergency doctor. She's been a doctor and a physician in other capacities. So by all rights, she is by definition a medical expert. However, the premise behind her. Um, statements here and her calling for you to cancel Christmas and cancel New Year is that um, there are going to be 3,000 deaths 
per day soon and 4,000 deaths possibly soon, right? This is what she was saying December 7th or early December. Um, and the thing that is uh, insane about this is that this is a woman who, um, uh, I want to, I want to find this out. How long was she? How long was she the president of Planned Parenthood? Because uh, that is um, less than a year. Okay, so less than a year on the job. I um, <laughs> wonder why. Uh, Lena Wynn was removed from the position on Tuesday after less than a year on the job. Wynn, who said she and the board had been in negotiations about her management style, wrote on Twitter that she was ousted during a secret meeting. I'm leaving because the new board chairs and I have philosophical differences. Okay, whatever. Um, okay, here's a statement from her that she wrote on Twitter. As a physician and public health leader, I came to Planned Parenthood to lead a national health care organization that provides essential primary and preventative care to millions of undeserved women and families, underserved women and families, excuse me, and to advocate for a broad range of policies that affect our patients' health. Uh, okay, then she goes on with this uh, pukey garbage, um, immoral, murderous babble. Okay, so this this is what she believes. She believes that it is important. You can gather that from what she wrote on Twitter there. You, she believes that it is important uh, for uh, abortion to not only exist, but like all of the Planned Parenthood agenda, right? That abortion not only be something that exists, but be something that is um, uh, sold, promulgated, uh, something that is that is important and essential for women's health, um, which is obviously total satanic spitting in God's face, idolatry of the first degree, right? Um, so this is this is uh, the belief of this gal, Leanna Wynn, um, that abortion is important that abortion is something that everyone should have access to that um, she words it like in this um, uh, provide essential primary and preventative care preventative care equals it's a fun fancy little way to say murdering children murdering unborn babies. So let me rephrase this in a more truthful, scientifically truthful, and biblically truthful way. I came to Planned Parenthood to lead a national health care organization that provides essential, primary, and murderous, murdering babies care, right? Like this is what it is. She, she, she dubs abortion, uh, which is uh, murdering 
a baby, which is taking innocent life, taking the most innocent life. You can't even use, for abortion, you cannot even use the argument that um, the, the mother's life outweighs the infant's life. You can't use that argument for abortion because you're choosing willfully when um, in almost every case, um, mom's life and baby's life are not on the line. Okay, this is almost every single case of abortion. And when I say almost every single case of abortion, we're talking about point zero zero whatever, right? I mean, it's it's hardly even a thing that that you have to choose between mom and baby dying because one of them's going right. That does happen. That is not what abortion is. When we talk about abortion and Planned Parenthood, this is um, almost always folks who are um, having sex um, in an unbiblical way, meaning they're not necessarily married and they are not um, uh, they're they're not wanting a family, and so they kill their children. That's the easiest way to put it. Um, and and you can argue with me if you want about that. You can be mad. You can be frustrated. You can say all the things, but statistics and science do not lie. So so whatever you do, do not beat your cute little dead horse about um, this being wrong. And what about incest? And what about rape? Don't don't go there. Look up the statistics. Everybody who has half a brain at this point in history who has researched it at all knows that rape and incest are things that only take um, uh, like one percent or something ridiculous. It's like barely even in existence when it comes to the abortion thing, um, as opposed to the the many 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 other abortions that are the vast majority of abortions the nearly completely uh, majority of the the almost every abortion is because someone has gotten pregnant who doesn't want to be pregnant um, and so they kill the baby right and I'm using kill the baby and murder and words like that on purpose because we need to understand in America that that is uh, that is what this is. We're taking an innocent life. That is what that is. So killing baby, um, murdering baby, taking life, that is what we're choosing. So we. this is what this woman is advocating for. She's advocating, she's, uh, she's, preaching, if you will, the the God of sex. That's really what this boils down to, right? People want to be able to do whatever they want to do, regardless of the um, the aftermath, regardless of the the innocent life that ends up not being born. And I understand. Hear me when I say I know there are situations where um, where young would-be moms get into these situations and they they simply do not know any better. Maybe they're not believers in Jesus Christ yet. Maybe their life has not been transformed by him yet. Maybe they are um, maybe they have been raped. Maybe they're and but and culture, every piece of culture in America, 
um, is preaching to them, it's okay, it's just a clump of cells, which scientifically is a total joke statement at this point in history. No scientist would claim that. In fact, the, the biggest argument by people with brains now is mom's uh, life and autonomy and uh, mental health and what she wants is more important than the life existing that is inside of her. That's the argument. Now, that's the art. You cannot make scientific arguments. You cannot use um, rape and incest as a, a basis f- that all abortion should be legal. All of it should be just this, this wonderful thing that everyone does, right? Um, y- you can't have those, uh, those arguments now and be a coherent, uh, studied person when it comes to these arguments because all of that has been proven to be garbage, Right. Um, And we know this because, look, even if you're not someone who believes that uh, that life begins at conception, um, we can certainly agree that life is life when there's a heartbeat. Right. When there's a heartbeat. And this is why some of these heartbeat bills, uh, this is what they call them in some of the states. So if there's a heartbeat, abortion is illegal. That's kind of the concept behind those bills. Um, And and this is why the 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 evil in this nation um, looks at, at that kind of a bill and says, no, 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 we want to be able to do whatever we want to be able to do, right? And think about any any argument for abortion, even the rape and incest argument for abortion, okay? Even that one, as insanely difficult as that that is i i cannot first let me say this i cannot imagine being in that position it would be such a horrific position to be in and i could not imagine being that young mom however the argument has to be if i can um Okay, apply the same argumentation to uh, your two-year-old son or daughter, right? Your toddler. The same argumentation to your toddler. If I had, uh, if if we had a son or daughter, um, mama has a toddler running around, uh, it's really getting in the way of her career or she feels like it's not something she can support. So she um, reaches uh, for uh, a hammer and beats the life out of the toddler and rips him apart into several pieces. Um, she's going to prison for a very, very long time. And she's going to be in the news as this horrific person. Well, we need to start understanding that abortion is literally the same thing. If a life, if, if it is a live being, if it is a live being in the womb, you're stopping the heart of the live being and you're, you're reaching into the womb and tearing this child into pieces and get and and then going in they go in and look and make sure they got it all right as if it's just an it that is what abortion is and we need to understand that look if you can't make an argument to to kill your nine-year-old 
brutally in the same fashion, then you can't use that argument. You have to, the, the logical conclusion to abortion is fine. Now, since we know so much about science, since we know so much about um, uh, all of those things, since we know the statistics, we know who goes in to get abortions, we know the situations of people who go in to get abortions, you cannot use any other argument. The logical final destination conclusion of the whole thing is, I want the right to kill my child, so get out of my business. That is the logical conclusion. And now I realize again that situations are more difficult than that. There, there very rarely does a young woman come into, uh, a, whether it's Planned Parenthood or something else, it, r- rarely does a young woman come into that situation going, you know what, I know this is a, a baby in me and I want him dead. Right? Like that's obviously not how it happens uh, many times, but but that is what is happening. That is the reality of what is going on. And the point of this whole thing that I wanted to talk about is that this woman, Leanna Wynn, is someone who believes that all the things I've just been talking about are um, simply people who are underserved, uh, underserved women that she's an advocate also for a broad range of policies that affect our patients' health, which is code for um, she is an advocate for political changes that will allow more abortion and more freedom to slay the most innocent beings on the planet. That That's what she's about. And now she's concerned about the lives of people catching COVID, Now she's concerned about that when she's admittedly someone who is very staunchly for abortion. Not only not only does she sit in her uh, living room and as someone who um, thinks that it's a good thing, but she's ad- she's an advocate in her own words, an advocate to change our laws to make it more free, more easily obtained. And she's going to be someone who decides anything about the health of other people. Listen, as far as I'm concerned, okay, and as far as Scripture is concerned, as far as the biblical worldview is concerned, and listen, hear me, when I say that, the biblical worldview is the worldview, okay? Anything else is simple rebellion against the God of the universe, and King Jesus reigns and rules now, and you and and if if you don't serve him and and you're not his child already if you're not a child of god and a fellow heir with christ if you're not in the kingdom then um then it's repent and believe um or you'll ultimately be judged for that and not by me by the god who created you infinite in power and infinite in might so This is a situation where this gal and many like her, many with the same beliefs, um, would fight people who aren't wearing masks or who wanted and chose to get together for Christmas with their family. 
This is not me advocating for not wearing a mask or any of that stuff. I'm not, I'm just making a different point here that, that this woman is advocating and even going to be against people who choose to get together for Christmas, choose to get together for New Year's, choose to be with family that are not outside of their immediate families, what she's talking about. She's completely against that so she can save 3,000 lives a day while she's totally for murdering innocent children before they even get the chance to breathe air. And that number is over 60 million. So abortion, far worse pandemic. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a moral pandemic. And those who advocate for it, those who don't understand the, the moral consequences, they will be judged. And uh, they will be judged because our God reigns. And I, I hope that, um, that folks like Leanna Wynn um, will come to know Christ. I hope that she will be able to declare him as her king before it's too late. But make no mistake, he is the king. And there's no getting around that. He is the king. He sits at the right hand of God Almighty, the Father, right now, and he rules and reigns. And so, repent. That's the message. Repent, Jesus said, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So, repent. That's the big statement. And, and if, if you're, here's a, a more practical takeaway before I get off of here. The last thing that I'm going to ask you to think about is the main point of this entire podcast today. And that is if you are an advocate for abortion and you just love the idea of, of uh, making it more free and easier to obtain and all the things, if that's you, then please don't lecture anyone, frankly, about um, how they're handling COVID recklessly or the flu recklessly or any of the other stuff that you can talk about because your position uh, is, iner- is, is inherently one that is for and advocating for the, the murderous, disgusting, ripping body parts apart um, murder of millions of innocent lives, more innocent than anyone who is breathing air. So to you, I say, shut up and repent. Think about it.